Hey everybody, thanks again for joining us for our online service. My name is Eric. I get to be the pastor here at Mosaic Church. And although we don't get to gather all in one place at Asu Senior High, I'm so glad that because of technology, we can gather behind computer screens, TV screens, phone screens, so that we can still gather together to worship in our separate places and hear the word of God. Our prayer is like those songs that we want the Holy Spirit to be thick and full in our lives. And that's my hope and prayer for you. That today you'll see how God is moving in your life. That at the end of this online service, you'll have a little bit more encouragement, a little bit more hope. We've been going through this series in the book of Colossians and learning how to apply those truths to our lives today. I'm so thankful for Anne and Kristen, others who've shared their insights. And now we're going to dive into uh, chapter 3 today. Uh, before we do that, would you join me in a word of prayer? God, thank you. You are here with us. And God, we thank you that although the whole world may be uncertain, God, you are not uncertain. You still have the whole world in your hands. I pray, God, that we'd all be encouraged this morning as we dive into your word. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, during this season of COVID-19, man, I don't know about you, it's, it's just crazy. Uh, it's just such an uncertain time. And we have to be quarantined from each other because we know this virus is highly contagious. We know that viruses are contagious. But do you know what else is contagious? Hope is contagious. And we want to be instruments of hope in this season. We want to spread hope. We know fear can spread so fast. But you know what else can spread? Is faith. And so as a church, as followers of Jesus, we want to be empowered by his spirit and be bringers of hope, even just in our neighborhoods, in our families. We want to spread the message of Jesus that although it seems so uncertain, we don't know what to expect, that God is not uncertain. Today, uh, you can join me uh, on our notes section on our church online, or you can open up your Bibles. I want to encourage you again, throughout this, this time that we're studying the book of Colossians, dive into God's word, journal, make notes, read it with your family. Uh, get these truths down deep into your heart. Be rooted and built up in Christ Jesus, in his word. Today, as we dive into Colossians chapter 3, we're going to start with verse 12. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. What a great verse for this time when so many of us are cooped up together in, in small confines. We see that Paul is telling us that we must put on then the new things that comes through a new identity with Christ. If you read earlier in chapter 3, Paul is saying to discard the old ways of life. You once were this way, but now you are belonging to Christ Jesus. And so now we're going to be putting on holy and beloved ones, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, patience, forgiving one another. The first thing he says there is we're going to put on compassionate hearts. During this season, we want to have compassion for one another, compassion for our leaders. We want to be praying for our president, praying for those who maybe aren't making the best decisions right now. We want to have compassionate hearts. We want to have kindness. Kindness is a Christ-like attitude towards others. If you're married, 
showing kindness to your spouse, towards your kids, if you're a kid to your parents, how can we have that same attitude of Christ towards others? And then humility is the Christ-like attitude towards oneself, a readiness to forego your own rights. It's that same attitude which led Jesus Christ to the cross to lay down his, his rights and the incarnation and the cross. Paul says to clothe ourselves with patience. We don't know how long this is going to last. But we want to clothe ourselves with patience, trusting God, and finally forgiving one another. Man, we, I don't know about you, but being in close confines with, with Kristen, my, my wife, and our kids, there's lots and lots of opportunities for forgiveness. But that's what we are to do in Christ Jesus. And then Paul says the final garment to put on is love. Love is a characteristic that binds the whole church together. Remember in this series, Christ in You, we're saying it's really Christ in y'all. Not just you, but Christ is in all of us. And the thing that's going to bind us together in our homes, individually, and as a community is love. It's kind of the idea that as you're putting on these different garments, the last one, maybe the belt that ties it all together, or that great hat, whatever it might be, the final piece to our wardrobe is love. Here's what Paul says in Colossians 3.14. He says, And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Put on love. See, the whole New Testament, as we read it, is an example of how to demonstrate your love for God by loving others. Last fall, we talked about this, this idea that we, how, do we, how do we love and serve others? We ask, what does love require of me? What does love require of me? Jesus said, all the prophets and all the laws hang on these two commandments, to love God and to love your neighbor. How do we love God? How do we love our neighbor? See, we don't need to be so concerned about being made right with God. That's the old model. That's the old covenant, the temple model. We had to make these sacrifices. God, do you love me? You know, have I given enough sacrifices? See, the Jesus model is less complicated, but far more demanding. It's saying, what does love require of me right now in my home during this uncertain time? And friends, that's why the Christian faith is so spectacular. In following Jesus, there's no places to hide, no, no loopholes, no shortcuts, no workarounds. It's simply asking, what does love require of me? And let's be honest, in most situations, we know the answer to that is. What does love require of me? This is the heart and essence of Christianity. Paul says we need to clothe ourselves above all other things in love. And if that sounds too simple or watered down, you must remember that when God the Father asked this question, it cost him his son, his one and only son. And when your Savior answered this question, it cost him his life. And then he said to you and me, come follow me. Can you imagine what would happen in our homes if in this uncertain time, that was the question we asked, what does love require of me? That's why we are abiding by our government and saying, trying to stay home. Because love requires us to look out for the vulnerable, the least of these. That's what love requires of us. The second thing we're going to see that Paul says to clothe ourselves with is peace. Well, back when Kristen and I were engaged, I wanted to get, you know, in really good shape, like I am right now, ripped for our wedding. So I worked out with a personal trainer and made sure I was getting to the gym at least five days a week. Then a couple weeks before our wedding, I actually got a job offer at a church out in Colorado. So I moved out to Colorado about a month before our wedding and found a great family to let me live with them. But I wanted to make sure that I was still getting ripped, getting strong, getting healthy for my new bride. And so I found a family who had a weight bench and some great weights. 
Well, the family was nice enough to let me stay there. And, and, and that first weekend I moved in, I decided, okay, here it is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the weight rooms. I got my iPod in and got some music pumping. And, and I'm busting out some, some bench presses. And, man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Well, then I need to work on the old biceps. And so I was like, okay, I need to do some curls. Well, what I didn't realize is that this wasn't a normal 45-pound bar. It's probably like a 20-pound bar, which is one reason why I was able to bust out those bench presses so well. So when I took off one of the weights on the side, the whole thing spun end over end, and the weights on the other end went into the wall. That didn't hit the wall. It went into the wall. And so the mom, she rushes downstairs, and she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yes, my pride is wounded and battered. I'm, I'm so embarrassed right now, uh, but I am okay. And that's when Kristen's mom, Karen, my future mother-in-law, was like, all right, good. We can fix this. No worries. I'm glad you're okay. What a way to start a relationship with your new in-laws. But the reality is we all carry different kinds of weights around, and especially now, some of us have these big 45 pounds, like COVID-19. What's going to happen? We don't know. There's also these 5 to 10 pound weights that we carry around. They're not going to wipe us out, but eventually they're going to wear us down, like stress from a job, a, a phone that keeps ringing, fussy kids, overdue bills, kids that want snacks all day long. Things are, these are things that we carry around us, and they eventually wear us down. But see, when I was working out with a personal trainer, he's always mixing things up, and we did a lot on stability balls. Like doing a chest press is hard enough on a, a stable bench. It's a lot tougher when you have to do it on a ball. You have to stabilize yourself. And honestly, right now, stability is so hard. There's so much uncertainty going on. One thing you can be sure of is that there's very few things that we can be sure of. And we never know when another weight's going to be added on. None of us expected this time to come. And we don't know when our strength's going to give out. Who would have guessed just a couple weeks ago this is where we'd be today? So the question is, how do we maintain our peace when our pressure is on? What do you do when the weight just seems like it's too much with everything going on in the world? Well, here's what Paul says in Colossians 3, verse 15. He says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body. Paul says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. This idea here is like an umpire making the rules for, for play. He's saying, this, let the peace of Christ be the one that judges all your actions, the one that's in charge. And according to Jewish thinking, the heart is the location of our volition. One's entire life is guided by what takes place in our heart. If the peace of Christ rules our heart, then every decision we make will be ruled by that quality of peace. In the Old Testament, peace or the Hebrew word shalom means so much more than what we typically think of peace. It combines harmony, which outward peace with God and man, with complete fulfillment or completeness, inner peace. See, peace is both our experience and our strength in hard times. Peace is both our experience and our strength in hard times. It's the inner assurance and tranquility that God ministers to the hearts of believers that keeps them spiritually confident and content even in the midst of trials. Even in these hard times, God's peace is our experience and our strength. And see, peace is not the absence of hardships. Jesus, when he promised us peace, he doesn't promise us peacefulness. He never says there's not going to be pressure. He never said we're not going to be carrying different weights. See, oftentimes I think that if we, we think that we give our lives to Jesus and so life's going to be hunky-dory and things are going to be great. But that's not what Jesus promised us. 
He promised trials and sorrows, actually. It's like, thanks, Jesus. That's very helpful. But if we don't experience trials and hardships, then the promise of peace wouldn't be very meaningful. When you're trying to build muscle, it's the pain, it's the hardship that helps you grow stronger. Jesus tells us that we will face tough times in this world, but these tough times are going to help us grow stronger. I think some Christians think God's plan is for us to be healthy and happy and wealthy, but that's just not the case. Just because things are hard right now doesn't mean we're not exactly where God wants us to be. God never wastes a hurt. If you're in a season of hurt, of pain, and uncertainty, God is with you in that, and he's going to turn it towards good. Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. See, Jesus promises that when we go through tough times, when we go through uncertainties, when the pressure is on, he will give us his peace. See, heaven's plan is peace with both God and man. So what does that look like for you? Here's what it might look like for you. Peace with others. Don't go to bed angry. If, if you've got something going on with, with someone or your spouse or your kids, don't go to bed angry. Assume the best in people. Never, you, you're never going to argue someone into a friendship with you or with God. God's plan is just to have peace with him and with others. Peace with God. Start your day with God. Start with some time in the word, times in prayer. You know, while we're at home, have some time for meditation, connecting with God through art and beauty. Get outside. You know, uh, slow down, breathe deeply. A relationship with Jesus is not about sin management. It's about a deepening relationship with Jesus. And when love has its full effect, it's going to result in peace. Paul says, clothe ourselves with peace. Clothe ourselves with love. Let peace rule in your hearts to which indeed you're called in one body, and be thankful. Love and peace leads us towards thankfulness. Paul goes on to say, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. See, love, peace, gratitude, they reinforce each other. It sets the context which sets us up to say, well, how do we do this? How do we live this out? Well, one of those steps is, The ministry of teaching and admonishing one another. It's part of a life of thankfulness. Here's what we need to do is that on your own, keep studying the book of Colossians. Keep reading it. Keep journaling it. Share your insights with your small group. When you get together and your Zoom calls, share. Here's what God is teaching me. It's not just coming from the pastor. It's teaching and admonishing one another. It's getting together maybe online or wherever it might be to to share and sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Share what God is teaching you in our private Facebook group. And then Colossians 3.17, Paul says, says this, And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. When we act in the name of Jesus, we're both representing him and being empowered by Jesus. This week, clothe yourselves with love. Let love cover all your interactions. Ask that question, what does love require of me? Let the peace of Christ rule your hearts and your minds like an umpire making those decisions. And be thankful. Here at Mosaic, we want to help you clothe yourselves in love and peace and be thankful. And so here's some things we're going to be working on while we're in this season 
of uncertainty in the coronavirus. First thing, starting on Monday morning, look for these daily doses of encouragement each morning at 9 o'clock. Our youth pastor, Josh, is going to be posting these short videos of, of, of encouragement called a daily dose of encouragement at 9 a.m. Then also on Saturday, something we're going to try is a Saturday dance party. And so DJ Josh, our youth pastor, is going to be spinning some music. And we're going to give it a chance for us all to be silly and, and to dance and bust the move on Facebook Live. And you can log on just to get those, the, the, the wiggles out with your kids. And it's going to be fun. Um, be also looking for more kitchen table Bible studies. Like Kristen, like Anne, sharing from God's word from their kitchen tables. We want this again to be a great time where, where those of you who are diving into God's word can share your insights. Man, I don't know about you, but I was so blessed this week listening to Kristen share her insights, listening to Anne share what God has been speaking to her. And then we have Zoom calls, which is just a, an online uh, way to, to see everyone like the Brady Bunch on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night. If you are not in a small group and you would like to get plugged in, we would love to get you connected. You can just mark that off on one of our, our chat sites and, or send us a connection card. And we'd love to get you plugged into one of our Tuesday night groups, Wednesday night or Thursday night. Don't be alone. Even if you're alone in your house, you can have community still. You can have people praying for you, connecting with you. you. And then we have a Mosaic private Facebook account. We started this week where you can just log on. It's not, other people can't see it. You can share your prayer requests. You can share what God is teaching you. Just, just anything you want, uh, as long as you don't share any memes in there. That's all we ask for, not, not to do. Uh, but seriously, it's a great opportunity to connect with others. And then uh, be on the lookout. We're looking at maybe doing a drive-up meetup at Asu Senior High sometime this week where we're all just going to stay in our cars. Uh, so we're in quarantine, but all drive to the same location at Austin Senior High in the big parking lot and honk and wave at each other so we can all be together. So be on the lookout for that. Maybe it's uh, sometime this week. Um, but again, we are here for you. We want to help you cl be clothed in love, that your hearts and minds are guarded with God's peace. And just have an attitude of thankfulness. Would you join me in prayer? God, I thank you that in spite of uncertain times, God, you are with us. So we just ask your Holy Spirit would come and be with us, to just lead us and guide us in these uncertain times. And God, we pray that this virus would end. We pray for healing. We pray for our leaders. And Jesus, we pray that at the name of Jesus, we'd be filled with your love, with your peace, with a sense of gratitude. So now as we gather together to sing this last song together, I pray, God, that our hearts be full of thankfulness as we sing these songs, hymns, spiritual songs towards you. In your name we pray.